Uh, first, let me tell you about American financing. An uncomfortable question for you. How many times a day would you say you pick up the phone and you just start scrolling through your Facebook and then you've lost 10 minutes? You're like, whoa, uh, and uh, get back to work or whatever it is you're doing. If you're being honest, the, the answer is probably not zero times a day. In fact, it's probably several times a day. I want you to take that 10 minutes right now. No judgment here because... Uh, I do it too, uh, but take those 10 minutes instead of wasting them. Call American Financing. If you're paying over 4% or more on your mortgage, you are overpaying. Think about the credit card debt that you have. What kind of percentage are they charging you? Plain and simple, if you want to save money, go to American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. It's only taken them a hundred years, but finally the Democrats have returned to the scene of the crime. It's the uh, crime scene known probably to you as Black Wall Street. Return to the scene of the crime. How dare you say that? Oh, yes. And more crimes were committed last night, I think. We go to Tulsa and the president in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Lee lives in Ohio. She writes in about her experience trying Relief Factory. She says, one Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain. I was just in tears. That was the day I decided to order Relief Factor. I followed the directions. In eight days, I found relief. I've been getting better and better ever since. I took four packs a day for the first three weeks. Now I'm down to only needing two packs a day to maintain. Truly amazed by this product, and I believe in it 100%. Thank you, thank you, thank you for Relief Factor. If you are listening right now and you're in pain, please just try Relief Factor. It may not work for you. 30% of those who order uh, don't go on to order more because it doesn't work for you. That is straight up. I've never heard an advertiser ever admit, hey, it's not going to work for everybody. But just try it for three weeks. If it's not working within three weeks, don't order more. But 70% of the people who try it go on to more order more every single month it is relief factor call relief factor now at 800-583-84 800-583-84 it's relieffactor.com Stu, can you tell me the first time you heard anybody tell you about black wall street <laughs> yes i can definitely tell you in fact i can tell you the first 897 times someone talked and told me about Black Wall Street. <laughs> uh, and all of them right. came from a uh, talk radio host named Glenn Beck, who continually yeah. now, uh, emphasized this part of our right, history as important right, okay, to understand. 
I got it. Okay, so I may have gone on and on a few times, but I found it fascinating that I never learned it in school. I don't know anybody that did, and I thought it was a very important part of history. Now, what is the important part of Black Wall Street, do you think, Stu? Uh, well, basically, I think the important thing, if I've been watching the news correctly, is that uh, people today, white people today, would do that all over the country if it was not for Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did get that impression. But that's not the important part of Black Wall Street. Let me let me explain the Tulsa massacre. Uh, Tulsa was as powerful and as uh, as accomplished just outside of Tulsa's city limits uh, with black people. Black people left the South. They got away from the uh, reconstructions. They got rid of got away from all of the Democrats. They got away from the Klan, or so they thought which was the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. Look it up. So they went to Tulsa and they came in droves and they were more successful than white people. They they created this town that had more banks per capita, had a movie theater, I think maybe even a couple of movie theaters. They were wildly, wildly successful. Well, that drove the Klan, a.k.a. the Democrats, crazy. Long story short, they came in and they burned the town to the ground. They killed, I think, 39 people. The Klan actually had built a concentration camp. It was a horrible, horrible time in our history. But again, it was done by the Klan, a.k.a. the Democrats. Joe Biden is the first Democratic president. He said it's happened over a hundred years ago, and I'm the first. Uh, I'm the first president to uh, to uh, to uh, to uh, to uh, ever visit here again. No, you're not, Joe. Uh, Republicans haven't had a hard time going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. In fact, you made fun of Donald Trump saying he was going to have a super spreader event in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Do you remember? You just happen to be the first Democrat president. Yeah, that's it. Do, do, do. You're the first Democrat to return to the scene of your crimes. Tulsa, Oklahoma, he was there yesterday on race-related issues. And I like this uh, an awful lot. I think it's, I mean, I never viewed it this way, Stu, but... Now that the president has said it, it makes you think, hmm, maybe I'm not the one who's racist. He said, you know, that black entrepreneurs are just as capable as white entrepreneurs. Now, if he had a period there, we could all agree, but he didn't. But, uh, you know, they don't have lawyers. Or accountants. They don't have lawyers or accountants? Incredible. Black entrepreneurs don't have that? Now that's new to me. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, was, remember the, the uh, poor kids, uh, just as smart as white kids. 
like this is this is not a mistake it's not a flub it's not a gaffe it is in his belief system he believes people who are not white are inferior in a lot of different ways and that he Uh, has the democratic party does Mm -hmm. yes and that he has to fix it. He, he needs your trillions of dollars to go fix those things because it's unfair. Black people can't get IDs. They can't, they, can't, uh, they can't get an accountant when they need it. They can't run a business by themselves because only Uncle Whitey needs to step in to help them do it. It's, it's, it's a despicably racist line of thought. And Joe Biden, it is... It may not even be with bad intent, but it is so deep inside of his belief system, he can't avoid blurting it's, it out. It's not just him. It's this is the way the Democrats feel. Look, the Democrats say, uh, you can't get an ID. Uh, you know, black people just can't get an ID. Of course, they can find their way to get a passport. They can get a. They can find their way to getting a vaccine passport. Yeah, but they got the vaccine. But we need more money because they don't know how to make an appointment. They don't know how to make an appointment. Well, no, they don't. You know, they just Uncle Whitey here needs to help them out. They need an ID card, and we'll help them out on that. And you know, they don't really know how to use the internet. These are things he's actually said. They don't know how to use the internet. Well, no, they're not actually people, you know. Oh, because I think that's the next thing to come out of his mouth. This is the most racist group of people I have ever met. They just think that, oh, I've got to go rescue. I've just got to go rescue all of the black little babies because they're never going to learn how to read and they're never going to learn how to use the Internet. And if I don't rescue them, they could fall into the clutches of somebody who says, Believe in yourself. You can do it. When then they're not capable of doing it. Well, I mean, they're just as capable unless it comes to finding an accountant. Because that's so complex. Sure, they're just as capable. You know, they have ideas and stuff. But they don't know how to call an attorney. Uh, it's like, what? I, I, I hate to break it to you, Joe, but here's the thing. Some black people are accountants <laughs> oh i hate to no, blow your mind on that one what is this world coming to <laughs> blacks are accountants no next they'll be doctors <laughs> yeah no that's it is so ins- <laughs> that's so insulting too. it is so insulting and but how doctors are what wait a minute what? you were kidding about blacks being doctors right how, how this is not seen as the abs you know the, i think it was george w bush who said that, you know the soft bigotry of low expectations you know this is an entire half of the country who views minorities as less capable and i know they say they that that's not what they're saying it is what they're saying they are saying they are less capable of doing mm-hmm. basic menial tasks we need to be there to assist black people in getting identification. You know who sh- you know who doesn't believe that? Black people. 
African Americans have absolutely no trouble getting driver's licenses. And when you ask them the question, should you have a driver's license to vote? You know what they say in overwhelming numbers? Of course you should. And yet that is that is projected to uh, the American people as this racist idea that you're just trying to, uh, as the New York Times call, caused it yesterday, the nationwide um, I, uh, campaign to clamp down on voting. What are you talking about? Having identification is not a campaign to clamp down on voting. And it's a ridiculous summary of that. And yet I think it's what a lot of the American people think because it's what the media says all the time. Uh, Well, uh, we reached out to the White House and shockingly, we do have one of their communications experts. I don't I haven't even received the name, but I understand he's on the phone. Uh, Do we do we have the White House spokesperson now? Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, this is sp- the, spokesperson the of the show. Yeah, the, it's it, you're speaking to them. We're live on the air. My name is Wilfred. I'm calling from Sun City, Florida, and I from Sun City, Florida. Yes, that's where my offices are. I'm telecommuting <laughs> because I happen to be vulnerable to this virus, not COVID, right? Okay, uh, but just. Any uh, virus. Uh, if I any virus, any okay. Bacteria right. will kill you, me immediately. Right. Okay. We uh, appreciate that. Um, can you can you tell me please about uh, the president and uh, what he said uh, yesterday about uh, well, yeah. blacks uh, don't have accountants and a lawyer? Yes, it's very true. The the black person. If I, am I using the correct term? The the black yeah, well, person, not really, but uh, go ahead. He, yes. Well, it's very difficult. You, um, Glenn, are white, and therefore mm-hmm. you are able to dial a telephone and communicate with, uh, with someone like an accountant. Black people oh, don't have right. calculators. You, you have to understand... Uh, if you happen to be black, they, you don't have calculators. Yes, you you don't no have pencils. You you don't really? know how to add or subtract. And and Joe Biden right. just just needs about three trillion dollars to solve that one. Um, we know really. Oh yes, three trillion dollars, and you'll buy. So is that how you're going to fix this? You're going to buy black people calculators? Uh, an abacus for every black person. That's the new Joe Biden proposal. <laughs> And, really? Yes. And, now, some might say this sounds very, very racist. Uh, well, it, it's not racist. Um, we think we have high expectations uh, for the black person. Um, for example, we believe someday black people will be able to drive cars. Now, we don't have they, they, scientific um, they, backing on that yet, but we believe the research they, will prove they're this already driving within within they're already driving cars. Years. That, uh, no, also, they're already driving cars. I, and this is why, of course, we're working on many of these problems in the Biden administration, yeah. trying uh, to solve right. you know the I, the problem of Native Americans not having firemen. 
um, uh, that uh, Eskimos... Uh, they do uh, have firemen. Uh, Eskimos do not have forks. We're working on a, a forks for Eskimos <laughs> program right now. And why is it? Why can't Chinamen have gastroenterologists? I don't know. <laughs> We can we can come okay. together and solve right. basic problems because minorities are incapable okay. of doing it for themselves. Right. <laughs> one day, Glenn. Okay. One day, and yes. I know your racist audience isn't going to understand this, but we believe one day in the future, if we can come together uh, under the Joe Biden presidency, one day blacks will be able to bake cakes. On their own, not with an oven that would be dangerous, of course, but a microwave oven, a microwave <laughs> mug cake from Betty Crocker. We believe it's possible. In I the believe future, they can bake we, cakes. We can engineer a black man to be able to use a microwave. We believe it's possible. Right. Okay. This oh, is, okay, oh, thank and, you. And Betty Crocker, no, they, I, uh, I, if, I, could, <laughs> if black people can get the help from Betty Crocker, a white woman, who, right. wow. Now, I'm thinking about, right. I, I had a weekend think, with Betty Crocker about 100 years ago. Oh, man. Okay, you all right. Talk, I think we're going to go now. Thank you so much. Demon in the sack, I appreciate it. Here's our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is Patriot Mobile. Something's going on with Patriot Mobile right now where you can uh, get 50% off your two first months of service and enter to win cellular service for life plus a free Patriot starter kit. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same cell towers as all the major carriers so you can get the same great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. Switch today. You'll thank me later. Um, it's, Patriot Mobile will save you money. Plus, you're going to be doing business with people who are not fighting against everything you stand for. Switching is really easy. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. So make the switch today. Get the 50% discount and the chance to win cellular service for life. With the offer code Beck at PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. So yesterday, uh, in another incredible uh, racist moment from Joe Biden, he said um, that during the massacre, mobs of white residents of Tulsa attacked black residents of the city's Greenwood district, killing 39. Well, no, it wasn't the white residents of Tulsa. It was the Klan, the Klan, the Klan of Tulsa, which was the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. Leaving thousands homeless, Biden referred to the massacre as an act of hate and domestic terrorism. Then he went on to say, I thought after you guys, who, who are the you guys? What do you mean? I thought after you guys pushed through the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act, I thought we had made tremendous progress. And I was so proud just to be a little part of it. He said this to Reverend Jesse Jackson, who was sitting in the audience. But what I really didn't realize is that hate is never defeated. It only hides. 
it hides and it gives a little bit of oxygen by its its readers. It comes out from under the rock as if it never went away. He said, according to the U.S. intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al-Qaeda, not Antifa, white supremacists. Wow, that's a... You know, we are repeating so much of the 1930s. It's shocking to me. You keep saying things as if it were true, and it becomes true. Who did we learn that from? Stu, back in the 1930s, there was this guy. Oh, what was his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, looked like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, um, <laughs> had a similar mustache. I remember that. I don't remember his name, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he does. He, he just keeps, you just keep repeating the lie, and it eventually becomes true. I realize hate was never defeated. It only hides. Yes. Why? 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 Because it's a human condition. That's, Joe, why we have religion. Now, some religions teach you to go boom in a crowded area. Other religions say don't go boom. Instead, change your heart and get hate out of your heart. And soften your heart with love and compassion and empathy and sympathy and kindness. Uh, No government is ever going to give you that. No government can bring those things out of you. Now, he also said that uh, he's going to propose new rules. This is what we need more new rules. It's going to award minority-owned businesses 50% more contracts, ignoring a fair bidding process to lessen the racial wealth gap. You know what this is? You know what this whole thing is? It's redistribution of wealth, yes. It's reparations, without ever calling it reparations. That's exactly what is happening. Under the Biden proposal, the administration would aim to increase the amount of federal contracting dollars given to small disadvantaged businesses by 50% over five years, accounting uh, for an additional $100 billion in funding for those businesses. How can you give them any money, Joe? They don't have accountants. They don't have lawyers. They might lose the money. They'll be like, where did I have it? I wish I had the brains to be able to find an accountant. Instead, I just put all that money in one of my shirts, and now I can't remember what shirt it's in. Joe, I know you can relate to that. You lose things, I'll bet, all the time. This is the Glenn Beck Program. For instance, you lost your mind recently. Michelle lives in South Carolina. She wrote in to tell us about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, I have a spaniel who's over 14 years old, and he's doing so much better using Rough Greens. His coat is shiny again. There's new pep in his step. We never, know, we never knew how long our furry friend would bless us. However, I do know that for the rest of our time with him, he's going to be eating Rough Greens because he's so much better. Thanks, Rough Greens. Well, Michelle, thank you for writing in. A lot of people don't realize that the things like kibble dog food, if you're feeding that, your dog isn't getting much nutrition at all because it's been sterilized for a long shelf life. It's dead food. Even food that isn't dead often doesn't have all the vitamins and minerals your dog needs. 
That's why we suggest you sprinkle a little rough greens on the supplement and uh, let your uh, dog eat it. And it will lead him to a healthier and happier life. I've seen it with my own dog. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens now for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash back. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze mm-hmm. TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. There was a massive Democratic walkout in the Texas State House of Representatives, and uh, it has um, it has uh, shown the great anxiety uh, by the Democrats. Um, the Republicans are not sitting down and taking the massive changes in our voting system sitting down there thank god they're standing up we changed almost everything because of covid and it has made it really really easy for anyone that wants to to cheat governor abbott joins us now from the great state of texas uh to talk about the walkout of the uh the democrats hello governor abbott how are you sir glenn i'm doing great how are you doing very good congratulations first of all on your uh uh, your endorsement of uh, Donald Trump for uh, for governor of uh, Texas. Well, thank you very much. He called me yesterday to tell me about it and to visit with me. He is in great spirits uh, and he's fired mm-hmm. up, ready to go. Uh, and, you know, one thing uh, that, that he and I have worked on together when he was president, but that he's very excited about, uh, and that is everything that we are doing to secure the border. I've got so much good news in the coming weeks to talk about what we're doing to better secure the border. But also he's fired up well, could, uh, and appreciates the effort that we're putting in uh, to make sure that we achieve election integrity in the great state of Texas. All right, so let's talk about that. And I do want to touch on the border because uh, I'd love to hear some good news. Border Patrol agents say they see a 3,000% increase in convicted sex offender arrests just in the Del Rio sector. So I'd like to just touch on that. But let's let's go to what's happening with the uh, the Texas uh, State House with the the Democrats walking out. Well, listen, it's, if you go to any job, as some of your listeners are going to jobs as we speak right now, uh, if they walked out on their job, uh, that would be unacceptable. And it's unacceptable in the state capitol also for people to walk out on the job. Uh, they can stay in debate. They can vote against bills. They can do whatever they want to do. But it's, it's wrong just to leave your job. Uh, and that's why they will be coming back to finish up the job that they walked off of. And that's why I'll be adding a special session uh, in the coming days, uh, I'll make an announcement about when that special session will be. And included on that special session agenda is going to be uh, the, the law that they abandon, uh, and that is to vote to ensure that we do have election integrity in Texas that will stop cheating and illegal voting in this state. Uh, we'll make it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. So what is this law? Because they're saying this is just draconian. This is going to take away the rights of anybody who wants to vote other than uh, for a Republican. What does the law actually do? (laughs) This is hilarious because of the contrast of what picture is being painted uh, by the Democrats and the mainstream media. And that is what the law actually does. It increases, not decreases, 
the hours that people have to vote in the state of Texas based upon in comparison to state law. What happened in the last election is Harris County alone, they decided they were going to create vote law in the state of Texas, which they have zero authority to do. Uh, and they added 24-hour voting, uh, which has never been authorized in state law. It's never happened in the state of Texas. Uh, and so, yes, we are going to limit 24-hour voting. And let me tell you why. And that's because one component of Texas election law is to have uh, uh, poll watchers out there watching what's going on in the polls. And we may not be able to have people at, at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. out there watching the polls, uh, and that could lead to lack of integrity in the election process. But if you compare it to pre-existing state law, we are adding hours. But but get this, Glenn, and that is, you know, they, they talk about the Texas law having voter suppression because of the limited hours, all that kind of stuff. Well, let's, let's compare Texas law uh, to the law of the great state of Delaware, where Joe Biden voted in the election last election and voted in every election in the past. And we have far more hours of voting in the state of Texas than that they have in the state of Delaware. So people want to talk about hours of voting uh, leading to voter suppression. People should be going after Delaware for voter suppression, not the great state of Texas. Well, but you are against the souls for the polls, which I thought originally was, you know, the campaign to get dead people to vote for the Democrats. But that is that is uh, something where you can leave church and immediately go to vote. But apparently the Democrats don't want that hour break in between. I don't know why, but uh, why are we why are we saying, no, you, you have to wait until one o'clock on a Sunday? A couple of things about that. First uh, is that uh, pre-existing state law uh, required uh, a minimum number of hours to vote on that one Sunday during early voting. And what SB7 did, the, the new proposed election law in the state of Texas, it added an additional minimum requirement of hours on Sunday to go vote. Then yesterday I heard something interesting I had not heard before, and that is uh, there was a clerical error uh, in what's called the Legislative Council that drafted up the bill uh, where uh, it was Travis Clark, his name is a state representative, saying uh, that the error uh, was it was supposed to be uh, beginning at 11 o'clock, not beginning at 1 o'clock. I don't know those details. It's something that we're going to be looking into to find out the truth. Uh, but bottom line is when the sun sets and all this, uh, the souls of the polls, that's not going to be interrupted or whatsoever the case may be. But the important thing for people to walk away from and know, and that is Texas actually added uh, an additional minimum requirement for the number of hours uh, for people to be able to vote on Sundays, and everyone gets that fact wrong. So they walked out because they're hoping that people are going to rise up and uh, stand with them. Uh, I don't see that happening. Is there any consequence for them walking out other than having to come back to work? Right now there is, uh, because as you may have noticed, uh, I have vetoed uh, the legislative budget. Uh, so the, the legislature, uh, I haven't vetoed it yet because it hasn't reached, reached my desk, but I, I told the public I was going to veto what's called Article 10 of the Texas budget, and that funds the, the, the legislature. Uh, and so uh, they need to get back to work. Uh, and they will have the chance uh, to, to vote uh, to reinstate their budget. But uh, people don't get paid for walking off the job. Uh, they get paid for showing mm -hmm. up for their job. 
Okay, one, well, that's changing in America now as well, but I'm glad that we're not changing here in Texas. Uh, Border Patrol says 3,000% increase in convicted sex offender arrest in just the Del Rio sector. We are pushing through, at this rate, about 2 million uh, people through our border. What is being done? Because you're not hearing anything from the media or from the Biden administration. Uh, you know, Kath, uh, um, uh, Harris, uh, Vice President Harris is uh, in charge of it. Have you heard from her? So uh, during the the entire episode, I'm um, during the entire presidency of the Biden administration. Haven't heard from the president. Haven't heard from the vice president. Uh, the only interaction, which is uh, extremely minimal, uh, involves Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, but they have completely uh, abandoned post as it concerns the Texas border. So uh, Texas is stepping up. Let me tell you what we have done and what we are about to do. Uh, what I what I did uh, beginning in March is I deployed a thousand Texas Department of Public Safety officers to the border. I deployed the National Guard to the border uh, and they've made uh, well over a thousand arrests of some of these criminals that you're talking about. Uh, they've apprehended more than 33,000 illegal immigrants coming across the border. But because of what you're saying, because of the way that the Biden administration has abandoned the border, we are now uh, elevating our game. What I did yesterday uh, is, uh, I, in response to more than a dozen counties along the border, including uh, the county in which Del Rio was in, which is Valverde County, uh, I, I granted their request for a disaster declaration. Typically, you see a disaster declaration by a governor uh, respond to something like a hurricane or a flood or something like that. Uh, this is the first time that I'm aware of where it was declared for a public safety disaster, a public safety disaster where you have uh, the, the farmers and ranchers being overrun, their fences torn down, uh, their cattle let out, or their vehicles or the homes invaded, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's a total disaster as declared by these local counties uh, that I agree to support. And so what this will do, it will add additional Texas resources, but Glenn is going to also add some new strategies that we are coming up with that I'll be talking uh, with these local officials about next week, and that is this. And that is uh, we are going to step up and we're going to begin arresting everybody coming across the border and charging them uh, with criminal trespass and putting them in jail. They're coming here thinking they're going to get the Biden free ride and get to go wherever they want to go. Not in the state of Texas. Uh, we're going to start arresting them right and left and putting them behind bars, telling them they, they came into the wrong state. Let me explain one last thing about this, Glenn, because a lot of people are unclear about what I'm about to tell you. Because some people say, well, why don't you just stop them from coming across the border or immediately send them back? Uh, you may recall Jan Brewer, who was the former governor of Arizona. Mm -hmm. And when she was governor of Arizona, they passed a law that did say they had the authority uh, to immediately stop people from coming across the border, that they did have the authority to send them back across the border. Uh, that went all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And in a case, uh, the name of which was Arizona versus the United States, the United States Supreme Court said uh, that anything about uh, uh, stopping people from coming across the border, anything about sending people back across the border, uh, that was uh, get that authority was given solely to the federal government. So with regard to stopping people from coming across the border, that's the federal government's job. However, once they step foot in our state, we can arrest them uh, for any crime that we can charge them with. And when I declare a disaster like I have, what that automatically does, it increases a notch of the criminal violation. 
So let's say that, that uh, before yesterday, uh, the criminal violation for trespass uh, was either uh, a Class C or Class B misdemeanor. It's going to be going up to uh, Class B or, or Class A misdemeanor, and the jail time will be longer. The consequences will be more severe. You are going to you're going to see cages again. You're going to hear all of that. Are you prepared for the the media onslaught of just Texas is a monster? Uh, we're prepared to see a reduction in the number of people coming across the border because Texas is enforcing the law, period. Good for you, Governor. Thank you so much. Governor Greg Abbott from the great state of Texas. Real estate agents I trust.com. By the way, there's a new poll out uh, that I have to share with you, a political poll. Uh, the left thinks, and so have I, I've been afraid that this was going to weaken the resolve of Texas having all of these Californians and everybody else come in. Uh, no, not according to a new poll. If you're thinking about moving someplace, if you're thinking about moving to Texas, I mean, I think we should, uh, we should have a chat before you come. I mean, not everybody would like it here. You know, if you're a whiner, you're not going to like it here. So you shouldn't come. Um, but if you're looking for a move across town or even across the country, we can help you with the right real estate agents in that area. So you're going to know you're going to have somebody that you can trust, somebody most likely that listens to this program, so has the same kind of value and outlook on life as you do, and they have the best practices in the area. So I want you to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a free service to you. We'll just help weed people out. So you can get a good start and a leg up on what a good real estate agent looks like in your area or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, tell me... Tell me the biggest fear of Texans with everybody moving into the state. Don't come to Texas and turn Texas into New York or California or some other place that we don't yeah. want. Correct. I have a uh, special on tonight. The Wednesday night special is with uh, Dave Rubin, and uh, he goes through what's happening in California, and it is a bloodbath in California uh, and the good news is the Biden administration says that California is the new model. Oh, my gosh. What? Of course. Yeah. That's the model. I mean, these people are. I mean, maybe they can't get accountants. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, but in my lifetime, I'd like to see them have to get an attorney, if you know what I mean. Anyway, um, there has been a lot of growth in Texas and Florida, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, between 2015 and 2019. So this isn't even with COVID. 3.8 million people moved just to Texas. 2.7 moved in from other states. 1.1 million moved to Texas from Puerto Rico or foreign nations. 13% of Texas population of 29 million people in only half a decade. 40% of Texans are not born in Texas now. All right, so what does that mean? Well, according to the Texas Tribune and UT Austin, 
uh, survey in 2013, the political orientation of Californians that are moving in, the Californian arrivals were 57% conservative compared to 27% liberal. Okay. Um, now, according to a new exit poll in 2018, uh, over the past five years, 29% of the 3.8 million new arrivals are from overseas. Other than about 15,000 annually from Puerto Rico or other U.S. island territories, uh, they are eligible to vote immediately. Some 14% of the arrivals come from South Atlantic seaboard regions stretching from Washington, D.C. to Florida, 13% uh, hailing from the Pacific region. Texas Policy Foundation conducted two polls, registered voters. They say that uh, native Texans support Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton by a seven-point margin. The transplant supported Trump by a 12-point margin. So Texas may be getting stronger. It's the Glenn Beck program. All right, first, our sponsor is My Patriot Supply. We are being dismantled. I don't know if you heard about the uh, the cyber attack on the meat industry yesterday. Hmm. We were talking about it yesterday and a cyber attack. Now this means meat is going to be even more expensive. Perfect. Perfect. May I suggest my Patriot Supply? Uh, whether we want to admit it or not, we're facing tough times ahead. And uh, with, a, with a storage of emergency food, I think it's a wise, wise deal. And you can save 25% off now a full month's supply of food, delicious, calorie-rich meals, which the whole family will love. It's actually really, really good stuff. Uh, and you should have it. You should have it. Um, Four-week supply, 25% off now. My Patriot Supply. It's uh, preparewithglenn.com. Yesterday, Barack Obama was quoted as saying that Joe Biden is finishing the job he started with his staff. That's very true. The question is, what is the job? If it's if it's killing the American spirit, killing uh, capitalism, the the real frontier of the pioneer spirit, if that's what it's really all about, he's right. He's right. There is something called the um, the uh, Endless Frontier Act. Oh, wow, that sounds good. Yeah, except you should know by now, everything that is named, uh, any kind of bill that's named and it sounds good is exactly the opposite. We go to Senator Mike Lee in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Legend has it. That one day a drifter rode into town, breaking the, through the stillness of the hot afternoon like a chainsaw through butter. The sound of the hustler turf mower upon which he rode rang out loud and clear, and that drifter, hat pulled down nearly over his eyes, wearing a poncho, 
which was absolutely insane in the desert. I don't know why he wrote, had that. I don't know why Clint Eastwood had that. But anyway, it looked cool. That drifter, why, he just cut everyone's yard. Long before people had yards, he was there, right there at high noon. And he was done before the town folk even finished their lunch. Then he rode out of town toward the sunset, even though it was only about one o'clock in the afternoon, in that astonishing astonishingly hot poncho it was crazy well that's the legend the truth is the latest and greatest from hustler turf is the new 2021 raptor series it's built for homeowners with less than three acres visit one of the thousand nationwide hustler dealers and take a hassle-free test drive today they're help you they're there to help you select the right lawnmower for your application and be there after the sale sale so Check out your local Hustler dealer now at HustlerTurf.com. There are over a 1,000 nationwide, so there should be one close by. HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. Senator Mike Lee, uh, there's about three in the Senate now that I trust and uh, I think are fighting the good fight for the Constitution uh, and not uh, for politics. Mike Lee is the chief among them. Hello, Mike. How are you? Doing great. Good to be with you, Glenn. Good. So tell me about the Endless Frontier Act, because it sure sounds great, Mike. It, to me, it sounds dreadful and horrific in every, every single respect. Look, it, first of all, consider the name, Endless Frontier. The two are sort of oxymoronic. They don't go together at all. They've also <laughs> rebranded this thing recently as the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. You've got to brand it as that. It's not going to do what it says. It creates an, a new directorate, uh, a, a new technology directorate within the National Science Foundation ends up throwing around about $200 billion, much of this going directly to the National Science Foundation. The people who have been known over time to spend millions of dollars studying such cutting-edge questions, like how long does it take a panda bear to go to the bathroom? And in this, they try to basically outcompete China at China's own game. We're going to beat China by developing much more of a command and control authoritarian approach toward technology development and entrepreneurial spirit. This is the China way of doing things. This is how we lose. We cannot and will not ever beat China at China's own game. We have to beat China by playing our game better. And our game involves free markets. It involves civil society and it involves recognizing the proper role of government and leaving government outside of everything else. So this is, you remember the, um, the, if you will, the state of the union speech that Joe Biden gave beforehand, he talked to reporters and he said, you know, there's a great debate and I know which side I'm on, but there's a great debate right now on whether a, a democracy, uh, something as great as ours can actually compete against Russia and China because they can move so much faster. Basically, he was arguing for fascism or communism. 
Um, and this is the fruition uh, of that. This is the the fruit of that question. He didn't believe in the United States uh, system. He does believe in command and control. And this is is to is to what? Uh, I mean, to we we all get together when I say we the government minds get together and say, hey, we should develop, you know, this technology. And then suddenly we do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, 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 look, if this were happening in another country, this sort of approach to developing technology and economics uh, and their ability to compete, if it were occurring in another country, we'd, we'd have words for those. And I, and I think you used a form of the word fascism a minute ago. It's sort of the word we use when we see industry and government combining and saying, we're going to make everything more efficient by developing a command and control economy. And it, this, keep in mind, Glenn, is a country with the worst human, human rights record imaginable. And, and yet we're going to try to be like them. Look, my view is that we ought to decrease regulation and not invest in regulatory bodies. Instead of chilling innovation and competition, we ought to decentralize power and champion trust in the private sector. Uh, and, and we ought to simplify and cut taxes, not offshore our jobs. We ought to use our critical minerals and not let them languish. We need to partner with our allies and not restrict fair trade. We need to harvest timber and not organs. We need to value families and not diminish them. And we ought to be encouraging entrepreneurship and not crony capitalism. We ought to strengthen our markets, not government. This does the opposite of all those things, and we've got to defeat this. So this is really the Great Reset. I mean, this is part of that whole thing that's coming, you know, out of uh, the um, uh, the um, what is it? The Economic Council, the the. Stu, help me out here. The economic forum uh, out of uh, out of Europe. The, this is the idea. It, it is fascism, and it's a public-private partnership. Uh, and the government picks the winners and the losers. And you know, you can get all kinds of help from the United States government if you're playing ball and you are creating the things they want uh, people to create. It is the definition of fascism. And it, that sort of system, by the way, works out really well if you are wealthy and well-connected. It, it, it works out yes. not at all if you don't have friends in government and you're not already wealthy. But it, this increases restrictions on entry. It, this makes it impossible for the lean, mean, innovating machine who comes along with just a good idea. It makes it very, very difficult, and it does so in the guise of economic development which is really really sad this is uh this is going to be something that forever will tarnish harm and impair upward economic mobility which has been one of the hallmark characteristics of our economic system so are there enough people in in the senate to call that will stand against this there are a growing number of senators who don't want to support this. Um, as of a week ago, this bill was looking very likely to pass. Uh, we were afraid we had good reason to believe that it was going to pass by last Thursday. 
A small handful of us mm. decided to stay up all night and keep the Senate in session and keep debating on this to delay a vote. We were able to delay the vote until uh, this coming Monday. But um, it's going to be a close vote. It's not clear whether it will pass yet. We, we can stop it. If who are the who are the senators that that the who's the uh, who are the senators that should be targeted with kind phone calls saying, "Hey, please, I know you're on the fence. Support. Uh, uh, do not support this bill." You know, it, it is um, a safe way of putting it is communicate that to all senators. Whether you're um, whether you have a reason to believe that your senator might have have cast procedural votes in favor of this thing beforehand or not, just to assume that they might otherwise be tempted to support it and you'll be safer because most members of the U.S. Senate have at one point or another expressed a degree of support for this. Some of them are learning more about it. So if everybody just communicates, we don't like this. Uh, we're going to be in a much better position. You know, I know they reduced the. I I know they reduced the number. They went from like a two hundred billion dollars to twenty billion. This you can't even open this door. You can't open the door. Am I wrong? Well, it, you're wrong that that this is a toned down version of this. I mean, this thing's gotten bigger. It's gotten more expensive, not less so. But you are absolutely right. Mm. That the minute you start to say we're going to start to be like China a little, that that means we're somehow going to become more efficient or that we're somehow going to become a system that's more friendly to the small time entrepreneur who doesn't have big connections in government and isn't already wealthy. You can't open that door because the minute you open it, you're going down a path that's bad. See, Glenn, this all focuses on a misapprehension about what government is. Government doesn't have eyes to see you. It doesn't have a heart to love you. It doesn't have arms to embrace you. Government is only one thing, and that's force. Force and the ability to collect taxes through force. Once we remember that feature, then we start to utilize government for that which only government can do to protect us, to protect life, liberty, and property. And occasionally it can help us out with uh, uh, some public good type arrangements like roads. But other than that, we need to keep government out because government doesn't do command and control economy well it's it's not a possibility this seems to presuppose that some of that is good and it's not let me uh, change uh, the subject here we had a we had a a hack into a now our one of our four meat processors uh it was um uh, jb what is it jb I don't know. One of the big meat uh, companies. It's a quarter. Yeah. 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 It's a quarter of our meat uh, production gone. Now they're getting back online after the cyber attack, which would imply to me that they've paid some sort of ransom. If they can't, if the United States government can't uh, keep the cyber criminals away from JBS or from, uh, you know, the colonial pipeline, what good are they? This is the thing they should be concentrating on. This is their this is their priority, according to the Constitution, is to keep us safe. What should be done? Because the the responses that I have heard about getting rid of, uh, you know, cryptocurrency and everything else is just a nightmare. 
Yeah, look, um, I'm, I'm going to state a somewhat controversial opinion here, which is we've got far too much consolidation anyway in the meat packing and processing industry. Oh, thank God. Um, yes. The, the fact that that many people, that few people control uh, like a fourth or a fifth of our meat packing and meat processing industry in America is wrong. And, and, and in fact, ties in uh, somewhat indirectly, but closely nonetheless, to our previous conversation, which is w- when you force a, a federal regulatory system on the entire nation, even over things that shouldn't require that. In other words, there's no reason why the meat inspectors that inspect the meat in Utah or Idaho have to be the same ones that inspect it in Texas or in New York shouldn't all have to Mm -hmm. go through a federal regulatory process. If we didn't have that and we allowed states and localities to do their own thing, there wouldn't be such a massive drive for consolidation. If there weren't such a massive drive for consolidation, you wouldn't have as few points of vulnerability because you wouldn't have this kind of massive scale uh, accumulation of market control. This is independently concerning. Uh, and I understand the, the cyber uh, uh, attack aspects of it are, are also very concerning. And those have got to be dealt with. But the free market itself has incentive to protect itself from that. I don't necessarily want the government taking control of all companies' cybersecurity needs either, because it will mm-hmm. do a bad job at that. But at a bare mm-hmm. minimum, Glenn, the federal government can stop creating a regulatory environment in which we end up with a, only a tiny percentage uh, of a, a tiny number of meat processors and packers that control everything. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you've been following, but there's something really wrong in the meat industry with the with the processors. The the cattlemen are being screwed. Uh, meanwhile, the head of JBS says that, uh, you know, meat's going to become very, very expensive. And uh, that's why you're going to have to go to vegetable b- uh, meat. Well, they're one of the makers of uh, of vegetable beef. Uh, and I just I just think there is collusion uh, and all kinds of incentive and there's only four of them. One is Chinese owned. This is crazy. And they are making profit like crazy while the farmers are being put out of business. They can't make money raising beef anymore. And I just don't think it's a coincidence. It's, it's not. It's not. But when the federal government steps in, when it demands that everything be regulated by the government and that that government doing the regulating always has to be federal. It always creates market distortions. Those market distortions lead to a sense of the accumulation of power in the hands of the few. And that, in turn, leads us in a, uh, to a very vulnerable position. Will you back a bill to uh, investigate these meatpacking companies? Absolutely. I know Grassley exactly. has signed on to one. Yeah. And do you trust the DOJ to be able to actually do that honestly? I trust the DOJ to be able to do its work in a way that uh, is either honest or that if it's not honest, it'll be discernible to a handful of us who will watch that closely. Mike, I'm grateful uh, that you're in uh, 
the Senate. I know, I know, because I know you, how many times you've thought, I can't do this anymore. Um, but I am grateful that you stand every single day and you take every, you take every whip uh, and, uh, and you dismiss it. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. God bless. Uh, that is uh, Senator Mike Lee. Again, the name of the act that you need to call your senators on is the Endless Frontier Act. A lot of people don't know what has happened with our patent industry as well. I'll tell you about that in 60 seconds. You tell you about Omaha Steaks. Boy, I tell you, if there's ever been a time to load up on steaks, uh, it is right now. The price of meat is going to go through the roof this summer. It's Omaha Steaks. If you type back in the search bar, you can get the Get Out and Grill assortment. Now, this is made for Father's Day. Uh, it has 20 entrees he's guaranteed to love, ultra-juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, the sides, the desserts, and four 10-ounce butcher's cuts New York strips. The strips are aged for 30 days for flavor and tenderness. And on top of that, you're going to get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. These are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense flavor. Omaha Steaks has this image in most people's mind that it is for a special occasion. It's not. It's for a Tuesday night. It's for a Wednesday night. You know, instead of going out or, you know, calling uh, Uber Eats, just open up your refrigerator or your freezer, and you have everything already made. All of the sides and everything, you just have to throw them on the grill. Omaha Steaks. Now is the best time to stock up on beef. OmahaSteaks.com. Use the keyword Beck. Order the Get Out and Grill assortment today. That's Omaha Steaks. Make sure you use the keyword in the search bar, Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. I think it's really important to understand that uh, what Obama said is absolutely true. What he said yesterday, that Joe Biden is just finishing the job he started, and he's finishing it with his staff. That's true. Everybody who is around, you know, Joe Biden, I'm sorry, but Joe Biden is not the guy getting up and saying, all right, gang, let's get together. Here's what we're going to do today. I can almost guarantee he's the guy walking in saying, what am, what, 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 what am I doing today? That's what's happening. He's not leading. He is just the guy that he's listening to all these people. No matter what they're telling him, I'm not sure if he's even getting the truth. It doesn't matter to me anymore. But the people who are really running the show are the people in the administration that were all Obama people. And Obama has just verified that. Now, when he says he's completing what he started, what was it he started? He started the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. And no matter what anybody said at the time, how dare you call him a Marxist? That's racist. They're all now saying they're Marxist. Notice we haven't heard, I'm a democratic socialist. Yeah, I'm a democratic socialist. Sweden, 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 Sweden. They're all now saying I'm a highly trained Marxist. Hello? That's what you're fighting. And let me tell you what he laid, the plans he laid, 
and how it's coming together now under Biden. Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Anytime that check engine light comes on in your car, the first thought is, oh, geez, what is this going to cost? And you ignore it as much as you can. Maybe the next time I start my car, it will go go off. It, maybe it's just a problem. Maybe it's a problem with the light. It's never a problem with the light. I don't know why. It's never like, oh, you know what was broken? Your check engine light. Nope, never happens. When you have coverage from Car Shield, you don't have to worry about it uh, because you're not going to have to pay for the covered repairs. When something breaks, Car Shield helps protect you from dropping thousands of bucks. And on top of that, you get to pick which mechanic you want to do the work. Car Shield's administrators take care of the rest. Whether your car is 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, Car Shield has monthly covered options to fit your budget. Car Shield helped over a million drivers, and that's why they're America's number one auto protection company. It's Car Shield. Save 10% on coverage now by going to carshield.com using the promo code BECK. That's carshield.com. Save 10%. Promo code BECK. Carshield.com slash BECK. Deductible may apply. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Brand new Glenn TV. Brand new Studios America. Tonight, use the promo code Glenn. Save yourself 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're really glad that you're here today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting more and more convinced every day that there is no way that you could put all of these things together in a way where, you know, you were trying to build up America. What's happening is this administration is dismantling America in every way, shape, and form. So let me give you just a couple of highlights. Uh, We were just talking about the... Endless Frontier Act. The Endless Frontier Act cannot pass. The Endless Frontier Act is a way for the government to start to take all innovation in under its purview. So it is a um, directorate, which I think, Stu, directorates, isn't that right, directly from the Soviet Union? It's a directorate now that directs all of our innovation because China's so fast. This is the argument that Mussolini, Stalin, and uh, Hitler made that the American uh, continent could not compete because they could direct all of the resources quickly where the United States of America had to do it through the free market. And by the time you'd convince them, it'd be over. That's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, history now, is littered with countries that said that they could defeat the free market with centralized control. <laughs> you know, it's uh, and a centralized control empires. ends exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly the same. Every single time. Look at Venezuela. They were going to fix that country. I'm telling you, we are going to end as Venezuela if we don't begin to stand up and de- demand that our voices be heard. Now, uh, so we were talking about the endless frontier. I want to show you a pattern here. What have they done to businesses? They have closed all of our businesses, and they have hurt the small business. Notice the big businesses don't have a problem. They were allowed to stay open. 
But if you were a small business, you were forced to close. No special exemption for you. So all of the big corporations, which are all going to be playing ball with the ESG from the Economic Forum, uh, they're all playing ball. They're all in with the government. And they don't seem to be struggling. But you are. Hmm. All right. What's happening with food? The farmer is struggling. The farmer isn't making it, but the big, huge uh, processing, food processing plants and the food processors of America, four of them when it comes to meat, they're all making money hand over fist. Hmm. Now there's a pattern. Okay, so let's go back to the American Frontier Act. American Frontier Act is a solution for Joe Biden's question during his uh, State of the Union address, where he said, you know, we're going to have to see, can America compete in this century? Can our free markets, can our democracy compete against China and Russia? Well, he's already answered that question. That's why there's the Endless Frontier Act. Notice that they also, under uh, Barack Obama, put a new layer of bureaucracy into the patent office. The United States patent has always been, it is one of the greatest reasons why we have succeeded in a nation. Now, uh, one of the guys who was uh, instrumental with the, with the patent is Benjamin Franklin, but he didn't patent any of his stuff. He felt that everyone should have a right to it. He didn't need the money, et cetera, et cetera. He just wanted to change the world. Great. That's a little like Elon Musk, where he made a lot of his technology open and patent-free. That's great. You can make that as an individual. But under Obama, he started a new administrative body in the patent office. And this administrative body was to help the small inventor mm-hmm. so if you invented something but then big bad google or facebook came out and they said hey we're doing this and they just start using it but you had the patent on that technology you could fight them in court and it would take you know millions of dollars to fight against google most small-time people don't have the money well maybe they're blacks do Joe Biden said yesterday, you know, if you're black, you don't you don't have accountants and you don't have attorneys. So maybe those people are only black. Well, so let's we understand why black inventors, if there were such a thing, Joe Biden, uh, don't sue. But everybody else, they may have access, but they don't have the money to fight against these big businesses. Even if you uh, win in court, it still has to go back to the patent office. And these administrators look at it, and uh, wow, they have found some real injustices being done. They have found that eighty percent of the patents claimed, you know, by the by the people, by the small people, eighty percent of those people were wrong. It actually belonged to the big corporate industry, huh? So they're cutting the legs off of now our inventors, the small inventor who has his own little workshop. By the way, everything that was in that Endless Frontier Act is exactly, almost word for word, what Eisenhower spoke about 
and warned us against. It wasn't just the military industrial complex. It was the scientific and educational industrial complex that when government started funding research, there would be trouble. Well, here we are, gang. Are we awake enough? So that's what was started. That little administrative body was started under Barack Obama. What has Joe Biden done? Oh, Joe Biden now is just openly saying we're going to take your patents. If it's for something important, we just have a right to take them. What does that do? What does that do to the companies that invent things that spend millions and millions and millions of dollars just to try to come up with something if the government can take it if it's important? It kills that. Now, what else is happening? Well, they're killing private intellectual property rights. Um, But if you go to the White House and you search for Biden-Harris administration outlines America the Beautiful initiative, you will also find that they are now going to preserve, conserve, and restore the lands, the waters, and the wildlife that support and sustain the nation. The recommendations are contained in a new report released outlining a locally led and voluntary nationwide conservation goal to conserve 30% of U.S. lands and waters by 2030 and to conserve 50% of U.S. lands and waters by 2050. Oh, that's fantastic. So the report submitted to the National Climate Task Force was developed by the U.S. Department of the Interior, Agriculture, Commerce, and the White House Council on Environmental Quality. But it's a very local kind of program. I want you to remember that. Remember, this is voluntary and very, very local, even though it came from the National Climate Task Force, the U.S. Department of Interior, Agriculture, and Commerce, and the White House Council on Environmental Quality. Don't forget, it all depends on you. Uh-huh. Now, it outlines eight principles that should guide the nationwide effort, including a pursuit of collaborative approaches, a commitment to supporting the voluntary conservation efforts of farmers, ranchers, and fishers, and the honoring of tribal sovereignty and private property rights. Now, how do you take 30% of the property of America and make it federal property. How do you do that? And keep in mind all the property rights, the private property rights. Well, it's all going to be it's all going to be local support. It, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, uh, people that just want to protect the lands and the waters, and to boost the economy and support jobs nationwide. That's. Uh, you know, because they're going to create more parks and more safe outdoor opportunities in nature-deprived communities. Boy, if I've seen one nature-deprived community, I've seen them all. They're going to support tribally-led conservation and restoration priorities. They're going to expand collaborative conservation of fish and wildlife habitats and corridors. So, you know, there might have to be some voluntary uh, action with the fishermen saying... I'm not going to fish these rivers anymore. 
But those will be done voluntarily because people will just love it. They'll eat less fish. They'll eat less meat um, because it's just the right thing to do. They're also going to incentivize and reward the voluntary conservation efforts of fishers and ranchers and farmers and forest owners. It's really going to be great. And then they create jobs by investing in restoration and resilience projects and initiatives, including the Civilian Climate Corps. Oh. That's going to be great. You know what? We should take the Climate Corps, and if we could get young people involved in it, um, we could get them to dress up in little uniforms and give salutes and stuff, and we could call them, like, the Biden youth, because he loves youth. And it could be all voluntary. And if your family doesn't want to volunteer, maybe your Biden youth could, you know, just say, hey, I've got a problem in my family. Mom and dad don't want to volunteer. And then the government can maybe take them away, you know, for their own safety, because it's getting dangerous out here. That's why they're trying to create a safe nature atmosphere. Hmm. How are they going to do that? Because the only thing I'm afraid of in nature are uh, bears and mountain lions. If I want a safe experience, well, then I should probably just go to a park, not a national park, not one where those big bad bears live. Uh, those should be off limits entirely uh, because, hey, we can't disturb nature. And they're very, very dangerous. Uh and not everybody can go. It'll be inequitable um, because there's a lot of people who don't have access to the outdoors. You know, kids in bubbles and things like that. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Destroying your property rights almost every step of the way. They are destroying your business. Well, because we have to. I mean, we have to. We just have to. Uh, it's COVID. Gosh, darn it. I didn't want to do that. And who would have seen coming that it was the big corporations that, you know, actually succeeded through this and it didn't have a problem. And it's a small guy. This is the beginning of the Great Reset. That is what's happening right now. And Americans need to understand that and start to begin to gather together uh, and and like-minded people need to stand up and peacefully say, we're not going any further. You know what is right. You know what the country was founded on. It's time we all stand up together and say, no more. No more. Our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. If you live in my neck of the woods in Texas, you know... I know you were thinking over the weekend, too bad I can't grill. Weather's been so rainy, it won't get good, even cook on my steaks. Mm, not if you have a Rectech. Rectech will make sure that as the temperature changes outside, even rain or a cold front that happens in Texas all the time, it just start rolling in quickly. In any time there's a temperature change on the outside, if you're using a regular grill, uh, it will slow the process down and it will cook it differently. And you'll be like, what happened? Now you don't have to worry about that because Rectech is a smart grill, has smart grill technology. You put the steaks on and you take them off again when they're done. And, you know, you don't have to. That's the only time you'd get wet if you were if you were grilling or you were smoking in the rain. That's it. It is Rectech. 
all social media uh, is their Rectech social media will have great recipes. Their newsletters have the same thing. You'll see it's really a community. What I want you to do is A-B compare a Rectech with the best grill you can find, best smoker you can find. Just A-B compare. There's nothing like a Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. That's Rectech dot com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, I, I love these people who say, you know, burn the whole system down. We should burn the whole system down. They've never actually tried to be self-reliant. I'm convinced of it. I am uh, I'm up here at the uh, ranch, and we are energy independent. It's solar panel, wind power, 100% green. <laughs> uh, and our, we have wells. Our well went down, uh, what, Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. Didn't have water for a day and a half. I have no idea what. <laughs> I have no idea. We're like looking down the well going, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, the modern Wonder world what we is should do. underrated, I, mean, I would say. Uh, our, we, take, uh, we take for granted all these wonderful things where like you go to faucets and they just turn on and the power goes on and all these things. It's, right. It's, it's, it's better than we give it credit for. It's 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 such a strange way to live where something stops and you're like, huh? <laughs> what do we do now? What do we? Do? <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just. Yeah, you know, I mean, people don't understand and they don't appreciate the miracle that is modern America today. No idea, and boy, if it's ever lost, we will regret it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Zebra. Um, the All the things that you have purchased, the online pizza deliveries, the, you know, mini succulent trios, the online trainer you ghosted after two weeks. There's one of your biggest purchases of the year that you may have missed, and that is insurance. Americans overspend on car and home insurance by billions every year. There is a smart way to purchase your insurance, and it's thezebra.com. Thezebra.com slash Beck. Go there, get a free quote today. They have no stake in the policy that you, sh- you choose. They are just there to help you find the coverage that is right for you. It's thezebra.com slash Beck. Well, we have we have learned a lot on today's program. If you're just joining us, I'm sorry you missed uh, the very educational speech of Joe Biden, where he said that black entrepreneurs are just as capable as white entrepreneurs, but they don't have accountants and attorneys. <laughs> really? Huh. I'd like to hear from some black entrepreneurs, you know, if you know how to use a phone if you don't wait for help the government will be there soon because you're real you're you're totally capable 
but not capable, according to Joe Biden. I'd love to hear from uh, black conservatives this hour, 888-727-BECK. Have you heard anything more offensive and more racist than this? We go there in just a second. Also, it's going to be really hard because somebody in Hollywood is, uh, and, and she's somebody that, you know, has just been whipping people up. She's very, very liberal. However, they're trying to cancel her now. Do we sit and go, ha ha? Or do we stand up and say, this is wrong? Boy, I don't know. I don't know. Ha ha is really the way I want to go. We'll talk about that coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, So let me tell you about American financing. If you're looking to buy a home or refinance or cut your monthly mortgage payments, there has never been a better time. Historically, low mortgage rates have, you know, gotten that we've gotten used to in the past year are are, they can't last. I mean, this is really the choice. These interest rates last and we destroy the nation, which is a possibility. Or the Fed raises the interest rates and we destroy the economy. Hmm. <laughs> Which one do you choose? I remember Reagan one time saying, there's going to come a time. Well, uh, well, uh, when you're not going to like the uh, answer either way, this is it, gang. Now, you can save money by not paying these big banks even more money. By lowering your interest rate and lowering your interest rate on your credit card. I'm telling you, credit cards are going to go through the roof. Now, call American Financing and find out if they can help you lower your interest rate for your credit cards, for your mortgage, all without resetting your mortgage. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, Stu, let me bring you in to tell the story of poor little Kimmy Schmidt. (laughs) Uh, And I know you're as torn, you have to be, as torn on this story as I am. Yeah, partially. So the story is, is she's her name is Ellie Kemper. She's a actress. She was on The Office. You remember her as Aaron on The Office. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's to me like it's the type of person that you just look at and are happy because you look at like just just seeing her face makes me happy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I'm a big right. Office fan. Right. But apparently the internet mm-hmm. has no such uh, no such attachments. Uh, and no, there's she, nobody happy on the internet. No, no, no everybody's nobody. miserable. And nobody. like, we're like, gosh, I can't understand why we can't solve these problems. Every time you go onto social media, everyone's awful. I wonder what the cause could be. Uh, I don't know, it's a whole other rant. But so Ellie Kemper, uh, an actress, uh, she um, is in uh, trouble now. Twitter trouble. Uh, she's about to be canceled in the mm. in the midst of being canceled. By not just Twitter, of course, but multiple large media organizations who have now decided to jump Whoa. on this bandwagon. Um, the wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. What, she's wait. Is she's in Twitter jail. Has she done anything on Twitter? No, nothing. Has on she Twitter. said anything on? People Twitter? are tweeting about no, her. Nothing on Twitter. They have tweeted that she is okay. the a KKK princess. 
She's the KKK princess. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And you get the the types Uh of headlines from, and and you know this, a very reliable source, the Daily Beast. Uh, Yes, the office's Ellie Kemper was beauty queen of a racist ball. That's how it's being uh, summarized. So the backstory is she uh, was crowned the queen of love and beauty at uh, what... Mm sort of sort of was referred to as the veiled profit fair and the veiled profit fair is something in st louis where and it was created back in the 1870s i believe now little known fact about mm-hmm. american history everything created in the 1870s was racist all things in the 1870s <laughs> were racist <laughs> at least certainly well especially in the south right it's certainly in the south, uh, most likely yeah. uh, certainly as it applies to today's society even the people we look at, yes. you know, as civil rights heroes of the 1870s said things you would not feel comfortable saying today. Yeah. So, yes, right. Now, was it does appear, uh, by all accounts, that the early days of this particular fair were, it was created by very rich, white, powerful people, and many of them were racists. Um, the, there's some mm. of the imagery of that time, uh, again, in the 1870s, uh, that was uh, i would say looks it themed to seemingly themed towards the kkk okay so <laughs> okay all right right all and right. like and th- okay. i don't think anyone is going back and saying like you know what was a great uh a great founding was uh the the founding of this particular event i mean it was looked it's been looked at for a very long time as having a problematic history now over mm-hmm. time as we moved into you know the 20th century it became to be a problem. Mm-hmm. People started complaining about uh, those sorts of themes. And um, over, you know, eventually um, black people became members of the organization, uh, you know, later Whoa. on, you know, in the 70s. Uh, you know, this is 20 years before Ellie Kemper was uh, named the uh, the queen of love and beauty at this particular Sausage bar. Queen. Right. Yeah. In fact, the right. name was changed. Like, all of this is ancient history. They changed the name to Fair St. Louis. Uh, and uh, Ellie Kemper in 1999 became, became the 105th girl, a 19- as she was 19 years old, to be given the title of, you know, to win this little fair. Wow. Now, wow. what started this controversy... I, didn't, I watched her all these years, and I didn't know she was a hidden clan <laughs> member. Yeah, you'll... Yeah. I had no idea. You'll notice she was not alive in 1877... Uh, not alive in 1979. Or so she says. Yeah. So she or says. Have you seen 59. her birth certificate? No, I haven't. Uh, in fact, I, I she may have yeah. been born. Who knows? Maybe in Kenya. We don't know. Uh, yeah. We're going to find that exactly. out later. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> so what started this recent controversy, Glenn, is you mm. know some idiot on Twitter, of course, tweeting that she was the KKK princess and referring to a 2014 Atlantic article. An article in the Atlantic mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. excerpts from a book about this particular fair saying it was problematic, uh, you know, went through sort of a history of it, did not reference Ellie mm-hmm. Kemper. The story was not about Ellie Kemper, but basically said, like, this mm-hmm. fair is not a good idea because it has a racist history. Then someone mm-hmm. digs up, hey, Ellie Kemper was the winner of, of this award at this fair. And now Ellie Kemper mm-hmm. equals racism, I guess, is how we how this thing works. Now. All of the problems with this analogy. <laughs> she she what she was nineteen at the time. She uh, it was the fair was not even the same fair. It was named something else. 
she was not around in the 1870s. She it was not a KKK fair at the time. There were black members who, for some reason, wanted to join this uh, racist organization many years later. Nothing points to the idea at all that she had any racist uh, feelings, intent, and nothing like that at all is even... Is even exactly being assumed what white America, the racist white America says every time you point out their hidden systemic racism, Stu. Right now, even mm. the people cited in the article have come out and said, mm-hmm. no, Ellie Kemper is not a racist. There's no reason to believe she's a racist. The people who said the fair was racist are saying, like, you don't understand, this developed into a St. Louis tradition, and it really had nothing to do. Its roots were bad, but it was not like that at this point. Also, most of the girls who participate in this particular event are not excited about it. They're doing it for their dads. Their dads have been, you know, maybe part of this organization for a while. They're going along with racist. It. These are the people who who were saying the organization is ra- was racist at one time are saying this about her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think on its surface, plays as a very typical, ridiculous cancel culture example, right? There's no reason to believe Ellie Kemper is a racist. She has never shown any signs of racism. It is a completely nonsensical story based on some <sighs> idiot tweeting something they knew nothing about. Man. And then the experts have Man, come out just and said, just, no, she's yeah, not racist. Yeah. This is not what to assume from this piece. Okay. And- and just because this happened, what, 20 some years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you think that just washes away uh, all of the racism that she clearly either knew or didn't know uh, and either was or wasn't at the time. You just think it just washes all of that guilt away. <laughs> First of all, there's no guilt. She, she should not feel guilty about this. Uh, but the secondary secondary part. And of course, you know, I should this say she should, should not feel guilt about this. I will not be surprised at all if she is apologizing, though, by the end of the day. We should be clear about that. Of course she will be. This is, of course, the way she's going to handle it. Now, part of the reason I know she's going to handle it that way, or I believe she will, is because she's a big liberal. I mean, she's no conservative. She's a she's a big liberal. She's, you know, been all over talking about, you know, she's not like I wouldn't say an incredibly politically active person, but has been every every example you could find of her being political has been to the left. Her parents were wealthy people from St. Louis and have some, you know, loose ties supposedly to some Republican policies, but she's not at all that oh. way and has donated to like Black Lives Matter. So that introduces you to the second layer of the story and i think part of it Mm. which is interesting to our audience and how we react to it because i think we would all agree on the surface ellie kemper is completely innocent here and this is a blatantly terrible example of cancel culture on the other Mm. hand there is certainly a part of me that sees someone who donates to black lives matter an organization that is actively creating this world that does these things to people all the time cancels them for nothing all the time right when you are on that that side of the argument and you create and manifest this society in this way and cheer it on over and over and over Mm -hmm. again are we really supposed to feel bad for you 
And I you right. Know, are we supposed to are are we supposed to get up and 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 help you? And then, but there's a bigger part of me, Stu, that just says, "Isn't it time to have some ice cream?" Right. It's like, you know, Pat says this every once in a while. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. He says, "I just love it when liberals eat their own." And like, yes, you know, I I go back and forth on this because I can feel, you know. There's that sort of, I don't know, instinct, animal instinct inside of you to say, screw her. You know, she she helped yeah. build this and screw her. She's going to have to, she made this bed. She's going to have to lie in it. On the other hand, I think the right thing to do, the right thing to do is to say that she's not a racist because you know what? She's not. And there's no reason to believe that she is. This thing well, is bigger, you know, though, than this left-right thing that we talk about all the time, Glenn, and that, like, you know, look, they, they go after the, the left on this stuff, too, constantly. Right. What, what, what comes to mind is the old saying, um, liberals can't live with them. Seriously, isn't it about time to get some ice cream? Seriously. I mean. <laughs> is that the I official am, uh, Glenn Beck position? Uh, no, you, my official position is we should support her because this is crazy because we make we make no ground. We make no friends. And I'm not saying we're going to make friends, but we make no friends uh, by just throwing her under the bus. Um, we are not taking the higher ground. So they just continue to think that we're monsters. Um, and that's fine. You don't do it for that reason. You do it because if I don't stand for the person who I, who I really abhor their positions, if I don't stand for them, nobody's going to stand for me. Nobody will stand for me. Yeah. Uh, I think and, morally, and I don't want to be a part of that culture. Morally, I think it's unquestionable what the right thing to do is, right? But if you take the morals out of it for a second, because, you know, this is America in 2021. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's, that is a problem. Yeah. Listen to what you just said. No, I know. Morally, it's clear, clear. But let's take the morals out for a second. I will say a lot of times, <laughs> I only say that because I don't think that always wins the argument anymore. There was a time, I think, where you could just say, like, this is blatantly the right thing to do. And whatever the consequences are, screw it. You do it anyway. I don't think that's where America is these days. So let me make a pragmatic argument for it as well. When we come out and we... It, the left comes up with a ridiculous standard uh, like let's just cancel everyone for saying something that isn't racist because we can come up with some bizarre justification that it is. And we think that's a bad standard and we complain about the standard and it keeps getting applied to us. Then it gets applied to the other side and we say, OK, well, you guys made the rules. Therefore, we're going to apply them right. to you. What we're admitting there is we're allowing them to make the rules. We are codifying their terrible standard by enforcing it on both sides instead of fighting the standard. And I think the standard is what needs to go down here, not Ellie Kemper. No one cares. I mean, look, I like Ellie Kemper. I'm a fan of her. But, like, there's no huge political win in losing Ellie Kemper from the left. She's just an actress. I, you know, I am much more interested in convincing people who are winnable that this cancel culture standard is ridiculous. And sometimes examples from the left help win those people in the middle over easier than just defending your own side. I think taking that stand is so an important he, thing to do. So here's the problem. I have a, I have a problem with that. Give me 60 seconds and then I'll come back and, and I'll, I'll explain. 
First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's Omaha Steaks. Yesterday, we were talking about the the price of uh, meat. It is going to go through the roof. Did you hear about JBS? Uh, JBS, right after the show, we were uh, told that JBS uh, has had Russian hackers. But Joe Biden is going to go meet with Vladimir Putin in two weeks, and he's going to, he'll tell him what's what. I'll tell you. And I think that'll terrify Putin. But anyway, um, so it's been hacked. That it, JBS is responsible for about a quarter of all of the beef. You think it's going to go up in price? Grab as much beef as you possibly can right now. And the best way to do that is with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks, you know, they, they, um, they have this image of being a steak for a special occasion. They're not. They're just, they're great. It's great meat. It's great hamburger. It's, it's great chicken breast. It's the best of the best. And you can afford it. Go to omahasteaks.com. If you're looking for something for Father's Day, um, get the uh, Get Out and Grill assortment today. But there's all kinds of stuff that is on sale, and you'll be able to stock up. And it's not just steak. It's also all the... All of the entrees, all of the side dishes, uh, all of the desserts as well that you can get. So instead of calling out and ordering something, just have the Omaha Steak meal ready for you. And it is great. OmahaSteaks.com. Look for the uh, search bar. Use the keyword back and order the Get Out and Grill assortment today. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword back. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, I hate to sound like Mother Teresa. Um, however, the reason why people lose arguments is because they're not sincere. They're just trying to win. And so if we say, and I agree with you, it's the right thing to do morally, but it also doesn't change any hearts if we just uh, uh, dogpile it. It's not good strategy. We don't want to give them the yes, you create the rules. Everything you said is absolutely valid. The thing that bothers me about this is that it is. We all know it's wrong. I mean, take yourself out of the political system. Say you're just an American that was lost in a cave for the last 10 years. And you come and you hear about this, and you'd be like, that's crazy. That's crazy. She shouldn't be canceled. You would immediately, even if you didn't know who she was, you would immediately go to her rescue. We have we have begun the McCarthy process, where they're saying, bring out your reds, bring out your reds. And if we continue down this road, we're going to have to start giving names of people we know that might have been somebody who voted for Trump or something like that. It's not going to it's not going to end. Uh, and. In the end, nothing will make you stand if you're trying to win. That's not a big enough motivator to stand. It has to be something based on something bigger than winning it has to be based on morals and principles and quite honestly god that i know what's right i know what my mom and dad taught me 
and this is wrong and i won't throw somebody uh, under the bus if somebody's being thrown under the bus even if i don't like them i'll stand for them so i i stand for her i i do as well and i think that's the right answer i think you know i think conservatism particularly is struggling with that question generally though I mean, it's like, what do we do? I mean, you you get beat up constantly by the left. All these unfair things get applied to you, and then nothing gets applied to the other side. It doesn't feel fair. But on the other hand, like, I mean, we have to not treat people as groups of, you know, chunks of individuals. Uh, You should treat people as individuals. It's, you know, it's collectivism versus individualism, which is an important distinction for conservatives. Amen and... A this woman. Is the <laughs> All right. Uh, let me talk to you a little bit about gold line. Uh, things are going to rapidly change with the dollar. It's going to. Uh, and, uh, you know, as somebody who invested in Bitcoin, the solution the administration is touting now to get rid of these cyber hacks, like there was on uh, the pipeline and JBS, is to regulate uh bitcoin because uh, it's too dangerous too dangerous for us hmm well what's that gonna do well i will tell you as the dollar goes down gold always goes up and just to get you in uh, to the spirit really of memorial day and memorial week in honor of the veterans gold line is sending a free one ounce pure silver lady liberty silver round with every order paid place this week no additional cost uh, also, they'll send you two free one-ounce pure silver Lady, Lady Liberty silver rounds with every IRA order placed or application submitted this week. So call them now. Get physical medals to protect yourself and your family. 800-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. All right, blazetv.com slash Glenn for new shows from Glenn and myself tonight. Don't, use, don't forget to use the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck uh, program. Some really exciting news uh, if, you've been, if you've been watching uh, what's happening in the Pentagon. Of course, the Pentagon has uh, just uh, put a few billion dollars into the search for the, you know, the people that shouldn't be a part of our uh, military. And those, of course, the right-wing extremists that everybody is so worried about. I hear talk of that all the time. These darn right-wing extremists, uh, they're going to be the death of us. And uh, so the Pentagon is uh, weeding them out, and they are also spending an awful lot of uh, money just revamping the entire Pentagon and the military to make sure that equity exists. Uh, and, hey, if you used to be a man and now you're a woman, or you're a woman and you used to be and you're now a man, uh, there's no difference. Uh, there's no difference, and, and I want to make sure that all of that nonsense um, is uh, is stopped with anybody saying that there is a difference. Um, the Pentagon is there to protect lives uh, and uh, to save uh, freedom. And how I'm quoting them: How can we possibly save freedom if people aren't free in our own armed forces? True dat is what I thought immediately. Uh, Iranian warship is possibly on its way to Venezuela, um, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Seriously. Uh, two warships flying Iranian colors are sailing south along the east coast of Africa and look to be headed towards Venezuela. 
Uh, the vessels um, um, are believed to be headed toward the Islamic Republic's South American ally, but their destination in cargo and goal are unclear. Uh, if the ships are headed for South America, Tehran has chosen a puzzling moment in which to send military vessels into the backyard of the U.S. That's what I would think. Um, you know, it's a puzzling moment because we are so busy right now. I mean, how are we going to pay attention to this? It's very puzzling. Uh, we're busy rooting out the extremists uh, and not the Islamic extremists. How dare I even say that Islamic extremists, uh, the lone wolves that uh, may have been completely isolated and were upset with something, but definitely not radicalized Islam uh, that uh, shot so many people uh, in our own uh, in our own armed forces so we have that we have the iranian warship uh, plus also a nice little uh, tip the um, one of the top chinese uh, leaders over in china declared recently that china should prepare for a nuclear showdown with the united states after president joe biden has affirmed uh, he would continue investigations into the origins of the covid19 pandemic um, you know, it was a conspiracy theory. China says it still is a conspiracy theory. Uh, and if we continue to look into it, uh, they're preparing for nuclear war. Uh, and one, one more thing, and I think this is great. Uh, there's a change in the policy now that will allow for the display of the rainbow gay pride flags at military bases. Uh, no official decision has been made, but Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is aware of the discussions and his legal staff is involved in the matter, which I think is great. Again, our priorities, I think, are right on for the first time possibly ever since we've been a nation. Oh, by the way, one more thing. We are thinking about changing the national anthem uh, and uh, this will be the one that uh, I think the Pentagon will have to introduce. But I have a sneak peek. Uh, here it is. Go ahead and roll that. Now, it doesn't have any words to it per se, but... I think when we, we look at all the policies, I think this is what our... This is what, and what we care about, really, is how China and Russia and all those third world countries think about us. And I think this is what they're thinking when they hear some of the uh, policies. But maybe it's just me, Stu. I, I mean, I'm a cynic. I'm a cynic. Yeah, a, a bit. <laughs> I'm detecting that a tad here. But it uh, does seem just a, to be more appropriate than you'd hope. Yeah. All right. Stop the uh, stop taps. Uh, also, uh, Princeton, I don't know if we had a chance to talk about this. They've ended Latin and Greek requirements for classes. Um because they want the students to uh, learn about systematic racism. Mm. Yeah, really? So, That's uh, shocking. Yeah. It's a stunning development at Princeton. Yeah. By the yeah. way, yeah, uh, well, Princeton, I believe, is where Ellie Kemper went to college. Uh, so <laughs> you know oh, it's see, see? So mm -hmm. she should have learned about systemic racism, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but she didn't because she is, you know, part of the Klan, as we found out earlier. <laughs> This is a quick summary, and that's all. Just want the headline. That's the headline. There are some other details around the story that might be interesting to some, but generally speaking, yeah, well, KKK princess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Fair. Yeah. That's, that's really all you need at this point. Seriously. It's really all you need. Um, 
So did you uh, did you did you look into the Fauci emails? Um, I've you know seen, uh, yeah, I've seen between, some highlights. Yeah, the, uh, seems like they're they're still just starting to go through them. It seems, um, but uh, I've seen some of them. Yes. Yeah, they seem a little disturbing, uh, seeing that it's, you know, emails between the Wuhan uh, laboratory and the head of our CDC. And, you know, we're in this together. Are we? Are we really? Well, I mean, it doesn't I think necessarily. That... Yeah. Go ahead. The Wuhan, look, you know, we don't know what happened with the lab leak and such. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily the wrong thing to act from our perspective as if we were in the same boat we wanted to get as much information as possible from them at the time i don't think in reality we were in the same boat and if that's what they you know are implying i, I will be uh you know that that's no. not good <laughs> right i think that that's quite clear yeah. uh they did not work with the, hey how are you mm-hmm. how are you feeling on fauci uh, you know, Fauci's written his, you know, he's, he's writing a new book, not profiting off, not following uh, Cuomo's footsteps at all, <laughs> uh, but writing a book on uh, honesty. Uh, and, you know, you, you and I have both been really puzzled on why everybody looks at him as a god. Yeah, I don't but I think that. you've been more defensive of him than than most. I don't think that's true. I mean, I, I, I definitely find him to be irritating. I think some of the th- some of the criticisms on him are better placed in other areas. And I think that's been uh, one of the struggle mm-hmm. struggles I've had to deal with throughout this thing. You know, one of the, I, I will say one of the criticisms that's popping out, and you kind of alluded to it there, that, you know, Fauci essentially, he's got a, he's, you know, it was a money grab uh, situation uh, with this. Mm-hmm. With this book, the one thing you have to remember, I think, with Fauci, and I, I don't think it's a money grab at all. Anthony Fauci could go to any major biotech company in a, in the world and pull down yes. te- eight digits just to put his name on their website. Like he is not. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for Anthony Fauci to write a book for money. He wants. It's about his ego. It's about his influence. It's about its power. It's about his legacy. It's about a lot of things that you can criticize. Money, though, I mean, there's no... People are like, oh, he's the highest paid uh, federal employee. We were talking about that the other day. And look, it's, 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 it's interesting to look at that. But like, you know, he's making one-fifteenth of what he could make at a biotech company as a consultant. You know, I, you know it mm. is... He could make a lot more money not doing what he is doing now and i think a lot of people out there might encourage him to go out there and cash those checks you know <laughs> go right now yeah you to know a, the, the company outside the only the problem is the reason why he would be so valuable is because of all of his connections in the government all right well that's true uh, well and, and also i mean look the guy you know no one knew who anthony fauci was uh, before 2020 at least in the normal you know, realm of society. However, he could have done all of these things and gone to a major biotech company in 2019 and pulled down any salary he wanted to. I mean, he's, he's, he was legendary in that world long before COVID came around. So, and again, mm-hmm. I, you might not like that. I mean, I, I don't particularly like a lot of the things Fauci has done, particularly when he's lied outwardly and then later admitted that he was lying just to get the result he wanted that is not something i want from a government official in any way to say mm-hmm. for example that you don't you know masks don't really work and you shouldn't buy them 
when later on you admit, oh, well, actually, I was only saying that because I didn't want the medical system to be overwhelmed. That's just lying to the American people. And that should be something that goes yes. under investigation. That's not. And it's not the only do. time he did it. No, he did it multiple times. Not, not the only time he did it. Multiple yeah. times. And I mean, you know, when you're thinking about, OK, what do I have to say to the American people? I would go with the truth. Yeah. I would trust the American people with the truth. But you could see in that one if we said, oh, you got to have masks right away, but don't take them. Um, I think it's dishonest. I think it's wrong. And I, I wouldn't make that choice myself. You could see that. The other ones, no. Mm-mm. Well, like I, here's another no, one that he said I'm was not, I'm basically like we need to have 60 to 70 percent vaccination rates to get to herd immunity. And as we got closer and closer to and not just vaccination or natural infection, and as we got closer and closer to those numbers, he said, actually, it's more like 80 percent. And I knew that before, but I didn't tell everyone because I thought people would be, well, we'll never get to 80 percent. So why even bother trying again? Like if you believe his explanation of that, which I think there's reason not to. But if you believe that explanation, you can say, in theory, he was, quote unquote, lying for a good reason. However, that's not what I want out of my government officials. I don't want them lying to me for a good reason that they determine solely uh, based on their own magical intellect. I want them to tell me the truth and let me decide what happens uh, in my own life and let me decide uh, what, what part of this information is most important. They won't because they don't look at you as an individual. No. They look as serving the nation. So all of the people, including all of those stupid people. Have you heard? Blacks don't even have accountants. Uh, so they, 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 they take it on as though they are the guardians of all people. And they stop looking at the individual, which is the exact opposite of what our Constitution outlines and, quite frankly, demands. Our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. Sorry, it is not. It is um, uh, LifeLock. <laughs> Boy, if there isn't a, a good commercial for LifeLock in the daily news, I don't know what is. Uh, we've had another hacking this time. The meat processing plant, JBS, that's one of the largest meat processing plants in the world. That's going to send meat prices through the roof. Did they now they said beginning last night, we're starting to get back online. Really? Are you? Did you just negotiate? Is that what we do now? We just negotiate with terrorists and the government does nothing about it. No, 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 of course not. May I suggest that cybercrime is going to become a very big deal very soon. Cybercriminals are crafty. They use unconventional offline means to accomplish their goals. They, I mean, they'll steal your mail and then get all of the information they have to steal your whole life. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours, yours. With LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, it looks like uh, not only was Joe Biden in Tulsa uh, saying that he needs to help black people out because they they're they're just as capable, but they can't get lawyers or accountants. Huh. Uh, there was another group uh, led by Malik Shabazz 
keynote speaker at the convention and national president of black lawyers for black lawyers for justice. Stu, call the president. Apparently, blacks can not only get lawyers, they can be lawyers. What? Who knew? What? Uh, he said, yeah, Malik said the 100-year anniversary of Black Wall Street Holocaust is a rallying cry to all blacks that we must fight on every front. Um, we're pushing death to white supremacy, death to capitalism, death to imperialism, and death to fascism. We are pushing for an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, head for a head, and a life for a life. Um, the man said that black people were stolen from Africa to work as slaves for white people in colonial America. Once they die, meaning white people, we must understand that we can never give them the pain that they gave us. So once they get buried, once they're buried, we must bury them again. Dig them up and kill them again. Bury, dig them up and kill them again. Embolden, he also said, because that time will come when there's a rat-a-tat-tat and black Americans will kill everything white in sight and promise black Americans would give crackers hell. I think it's actually crackers. Mm, uh, thank you. Crackers hell from cradle to the grave. The groups that were leading the effort uh, were the Huey P. Newton Gun Club, the Elmer Geronimo Pratt Gun Club, the New Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, the Fred Hampton Gun Club, the New Black Liberation Militia, and Special uh, Panther Operations Command, and more, according to the story. So, I think we should worry maybe about all those white supremacists, because they're just crazy, and they want guns, too. Uh, let me go to, uh, who is it that's on the line holding? Uh, Carl. Carl. Hello, man. Carl. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. Hi, how are you, sir? Hey, uh, Good. you've been educating people for a while, man. So I'm gonna try to talk fast. Um, okay. uh, the massacre, uh, they, what they didn't tell people is that, uh, black wall street was rebuilt. And after that, they should have said that this is the tenacity of a group of people who can overcome anything. That's how you build pride in yep. people. Uh, I don't know whether you yep. ever heard of a guy named Reverend William Rupert Pettiford. 1890, he built, no. built one of the first black banks in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Then you have a lady named uh, Maggie Lena Walker in Virginia. She, yep. she uh, founded the first black bank in 1903. And I say that to say, Black people have been overcoming things for years, and I don't understand why you make a better argument, uh, Mark Levin, all of them, except the people in office can't make a good argument for this. Yes, it's, a, it's the Glenn Beck program. Th thank you. God bless you.